What is going on, everyone? I am Mike. Welcome to the Network Podcast. It is great to be back. First podcast of 2021. Let's make it a great one. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Holden DePardo. Holden, how are we doing today? Hello, doing really well. It's, Holden, good, to it's, great to, it's good to be back, right? Yeah, hopefully you had a good holiday. We had been a few weeks since we talked last, and uh, it was your holidays. Okay, I guess were they okay? Yeah, they were good. Absolutely. Yeah. It's quarantine holiday. It's a different holiday, but you know, it was good. It was good. It's a different type of holiday. Uh, so Holden, I guess first I gotta say is that, you know, you're, you got, you got a new camera here or you got a new, uh, cause your feed looks great. And I can give you a compliment on that. Cause it does look really good. <laughs> Thank you. I have a <laughs> ring light now. So lighting is better. Lighting makes a huge difference. Apparently <laughs> lighting makes really all the difference in the world. It's really surprising that better light or having more light will actually improve your video more than a, a bad camera will or a good camera. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's been kind of light on the Apple news uh, since the holiday break, like when we talked last, it was a week before Christmas. And I think at that point when we talked, AirPods Max, uh, AirPods Max had just came out and I don't think they, they I had them in hands yet, but I did get uh, my pair of AirPods Max and I've been using them for a few weeks now. I'm actually wearing them right now. And as m- much as I love the build quality, I mean, the build quality is phenomenal. I think that's expected from Apple at this point, as much as I love the build quality. And I would even go so far to say is, is the audio quality sounds really good. The noise canceling is bananas. Mm -hmm. I'm really hard pressed to keep them, uh, at $549. I really can't find a need to keep them for, for, especially for that much money. It's, it's no small amount of money. It's nothing to sneeze at. It's more so about who are these even for? I, I, I don't know. Like I even bought the uh, the 3.5 millimeter cable, which is entirely way too short, if you ask me. This is only like three feet. But my yeah. my gripe is really about the pricing, and I have one really nitpicky thing about them, and I'll go into that here in just a second. Uh, have you had a chance to to try them or to use them yet since the holiday break? No, I, I haven't gotten a chance. I've seen people talking about them. Okay. And yeah, again, it seems like they're good headphones. But like you were kind of saying, is the price justifiable? And it seems like a really tough question. Yeah, you know. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. It's, and, and, you know, I don't know if the comparison of, uh, I'm trying to look at them, what they are, the, the Sony MX3s, MX4s, whether that's the right comparison because uh, it's the most closest competitor. You know, maybe they're, there are other competitors that are kind of more mid-range in like the um, audiophile uh, kind of space. They do sound good. The Again, like the noise canceling is bananas. But from my perspective, the part that's probably the most annoying is that this silly bra case is the most annoying thing in the entire world because... <laughs> I'm not the type of person who's going to take a lot of my, or who's going to take the time to put them in here. Like they're, they're going to sit on my desk or they're going to sit on the, the, my, uh, the headphone stand that I have on my desk, um, or the one I have underneath my desk. And when I open up my phone, I see that message saying your headphones, you know, we're connected to your AirPods max. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're always on and they're draining just like kind of incrementally Mm-hmm. irks me as someone who has like ADHD. I'm like, why, why is this doing this? I don't like this. It's not a good experience. Why are you <laughs> like, it just drives me nuts. And I don't know why. Like I, I have this kind of this belief. I'm like, well, if you're not being used, you should just like sit there and go dormant. Like I, I 
you know, I shouldn't have to go into the headphone, um, uh, into the Bluetooth setting to say, don't connect to my iPhone. That's not what I want. I want them to go dormant. And then when I pick them up, they should, you know, come up, you know, come back alive or wake up. Absolutely. Uh, that's probably the most annoying thing because they're so expensive. Like, you know, that, that's not just, it's just, it's frustrating. That's just my opinion. Uh, I also, talk- it's in a low power mode and it's actually wasting power by having to constantly transmit its battery life via Bluetooth to an iPhone. Like, how does that even work? Wouldn't that be a pretty, you know, in a low power mode, a too much of a draw on power? It's it's weird. And then why have the case in the first place? Why can't it just know that when it's off of your head, which it does have the detection to do, yes. to just put it in that low power state to begin with? I think it has to do with like the the amount of time that is needed to wake up and refresh them. Like if you have them in the oh, low okay. power mode, like in the case, like if you're going to use them uh, quickly, you're not going to take them out of the case, right? Or it's a little bit more of a, maybe there's a trigger in the case. Mm-hmm. Like when you take them out, there's a trigger that says, hey, time to wake up, opposed to... Um, Probably magnets, yeah. Yeah, like, like the magnets. Um, now, there's some third parties that are making cases for the, for this but I don't want to buy a third-party case for thirty bucks, forty bucks, fifty bucks. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm assuming that that's, that's how expensive they are. I'm, I don't know that for a fact. Uh, I don't, don't want to buy a third-party case because I just think that's you know, I think Apple should have done the right thing in the first place and made a a case worthy of five hundred and forty-nine dollar headphones. So that's just my thing. The other thing, you know, I'm. Like I would say, uh, not like a majority, but like some people, I don't really have use for the, uh, I guess, another set of closed back headphones at this point in my life. I have two other pair of closed back headphones and most of the head, most headphones I wear every day are my AirPods Pro, not the Max, only because they're kind of more convenient to wear um, during the course of my day. I could kind of switch context between making a call and working out where these you obviously can't wear, wear working out because you'd look like a fool. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's just, uh, so I would tell you that if you absolutely have the chance or if you have the chance, try them on, listen to them. They, they are extremely mm-hmm. comfortable because of the design. Uh, they sound really good, but they don't, <laughs> it's just not it, right? <laughs> so I could say this is not it right now. <laughs> $550. It's disappointing to hear because I was really looking forward to what Apple could do with over-ear headphones. I'm much more of an over-ear headphones. I always yeah. have my Sony Sony headphones with me like always I love them they're great Um, I use AirPods for like podcasts because I just think it's I don't know I don't like having big cans on my ear when I'm talking to someone Um, that's just me Um, but um, yeah it's it's a shame I expected more and so the price point I'm like oh so they're gonna be really great and it sounds like they're they're just is it the aluminum in the design like what is it about the AirPods Pro Max that making this expensive. I really don't know. It's confusing to me. Is the digital crown like what is it? Because none so, of those things to me justify wanting to spend that much on a, a pair of headphones like that. So if you haven't watched, um, there's someone named Snazzy Q. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm-hmm. I'll put a I'll put a link to his video uh, in the show notes. I don't but know who he is. He uh, so he is someone who I would consider he's an audiophile, and he. He has a home stereo system that's several thousand dollars. He has several pairs of headphones, uh, you know, just not just consumer grade, but I would say kind of audiophile grade. And um, so there's a lot of things. Actually, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like his name. I think his name's Quinn. His first name is Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, Something like that. Yeah. He, I mean, they sound good, and the the build quality is what you would expect. Uh, and the like the digital crown it works really well it's 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 actually really nice to use the digital crown 
because of the preciseness that you can use to change the audio. Like on most headphones, um, even like when you're using your phone to adjust the volume, like it's it's kind of um, uh, it's kind of like brutish to to you know to use the volume rocker on the phone. Where this is very precise, you can change it in like very small increments, where you don't get that uh, that level of detail or that level of precision inside of uh, the iPhone or on the iPhone. Uh, that's why I don't know if you noticed this last year when you when the volume rocker comes up on the iPhone. Sorry, close this. You actually can adjust it by swiping out where's it mm-hmm. by swiping out and then moving the volume rocker like that on your screen where you yeah you, uh before that wasn't possible so but that makes it really nice um i don't think that they're worth it at 550 bucks and i think at this point um it, i think it's, i think my return period ends in just a few days i think i i am going to return them for 550 bucks uh they're just not it but they sound good Right, if you are the ultimate Apple fanboy or fangirl, uh, they're definitely something to consider buying. But at five hundred fifty bucks, for me, they're not worth it. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else that you want to add there? Um, just really quickly on the cases, like every, I'm pretty sure every like major pair of headphones that are like over ears come with a case. And it seems like the at five fifty, that's the flimsiest case out of all the headphones I'm aware of. My Sony's, which were you know two hundred dollars less than that, come with a much more substantial case than like in terms of protection and yeah. being able to just um, throw in your bag. Like you yes. can't just put your AirPods Pro Max in there and just throw it in a bag. It just doesn't work like that. It just seems too flimsy. No, it's or at it's, least I uh, wouldn't have confidence doing that. Maybe it is super protective. I doubt it though. No, you're you're exactly right. the The cases with other headphones, even at lower tiers, are much more. Um, sorry, they're much more functional in nature, where they add a level of protection. Where this is purely, uh, it's it's not even aesthetic. the fu- The functionality that this adds is not necessarily. Um, I guess the value to c- the consumer is questionable, right? Like this doesn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, I'll put you in a low low power mode, and you'll save battery life. But most the behavior, I don't know if most people put their headphones in their cases when they're not maybe traveling. I, you can see yours. You just grabbed yours off your desk. And I'm. Yo, I never keep my headphones. We did this. Yeah. Never. Never. Uh, and like when you when you travel, you probably put them around your neck because you're going to be listening to them in just a few moments. Well, you know. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's a little frustrating because I guess maybe as a fanboy or a fangirl, you want more, right? You, you expect you're expecting more, and then you get this product delivered to you. And though you might like 80% of it, you know, the other 20% that you don't like is just like, garbage. Like, um, like this is this cable while this three foot cable, maybe three feet, three and a half feet. It seems like it'd be a good length. Um, one, it's got lightning on one side and you have to use it. And the other side is 3.5. I like to use like longer cables, like in this situation where I'm connected directly to my computer, I need something longer than three, uh, three feet or three and a half feet. And I can't add an extension to this. I don't know why it just doesn't work. And Apple doesn't sell a cable longer That's than this. Weird. So it's so weird. It's so frustrating. And I don't want to use um I don't want to use Bluetooth in some scenarios where just for whatever reason. And I don't know. Well, if you're editing Maybe. video, for example, Bluetooth is a horrible thing to be using. Yeah, it, it is. I can tell you that that in my experience in the in the three or four videos that I edited with these headphones, the latency was minor once i noticed it and then once i figured it out like i'm like okay 
there's this, you know, three frames of difference I need to account for. Cause the first video I edited and, and I, you know, like I did a, a publish to test it. I'm like, why, why is my voice out of sync? Like something strange here. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, is something wrong with my computer? And I had to go through, and I thought about, like, oh, my headphones, shit. <laughs> or shoot. Um, so yeah, that was frustrating. But either way, <sighs> disappointing. And, the, and just to kind of, you know, I guess to conclude my thoughts on AirPods for Max, you can expound if, if you are talking about more or if you want to as well, of course. Um, it's baffling to me that these things are so expensive when AirPods... And AirPods Pro, I think, are actually reasonably priced for truly wireless headphones in their market. I mean, they're best in class in terms of what you can get in terms of storage, of uh, like having a nice little convenient, you know, case to keep it in. Like this is mm-hmm. the, easily the best sized uh, wireless charging case for any of the truly wireless headphones that I can think of, at least. Maybe yes. there's some new ones now, but last I checked, it's just there's no can there's no contest and they're also reasonably priced compared to competition. Whereas AirPods pro max is like the opposite in that regard. It's just weird. It's very strange. Yeah, it is very strange. It's, it's, there's so many features that are, that's a good way of thinking about it. There's so many features that are just the complete different end of the spectrum in comparison to what they released with their other headphones. It's actually a little perplexing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Again, 550 bucks. If, if you, someone was asked me saying, Hey, should I buy these? I'd be like, well, let me reset your expectations on what you think they're going to be because this is, this is what they are. And this is certainly what they are not. So that's my problem. Yeah. It's a hard thing to justify. Um, anything else that you want to add? I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, 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 you're good. Uh, no, that, that, I think that's, that's, uh, that's it for now. Okay. Uh, also the other last time that we, or the other last time, the last time that we talked, do you remember that we, we talked about this, the Sateki USB C. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this mm-hmm. is the weird thing. It's not on. It's not on the. Uh, um, it's not on the list of topics, but I did get this, and I. Uh, I this is another thing I just can't figure out, um, and I don't mean <laughs> that like like I'm like duh. Um, so this is a actually something that was very similar was on the Verge today. Uh, I'll post a link to the article, but this is the magnetic charger, and this is a magnetic charger for the iPhone 12. And what's weird about it is that when you stick it to your iPhone 12, um, there's no MagSafe alignment pin. So uh, on MagSafe, there is a magnet on right here, which stops the charger from swaying left or right. This is not like that. Oh. It actually, this actually goes all the way around. your phone, potentially, right? Well, I don't think so because this... Um, the charging puck is very soft, and there's a lip where the um, where the charging puck stops and where the metallic oh, okay. part starts, and it's actually recessed. But all of the electronics or the the smarts, the intelligence, are in this plug, which you can see that's much bigger than a normal USB C plug. It's probably three times or four times the size. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's really weird. It looks like a flash drive stuck to the end of a cable. Oh my god, it's a flash drive. You're right. That is so funny. <laughs> So here's the weird thing. So I, I stick this to my phone and it's only going to charge it at seven and a half Watts. I'm like, okay, well, why would someone buy this? I'm thinking to myself, cause you're not getting fast charge or you're not getting, you know, MagSafe charging speeds. And this is like $5 cheaper than the MagSafe version. Like, okay, wh- why would I buy this? Then I found out that there is a magnet. I don't, I don't have it here, but, um, 
there's basically a magnet, a magnetic pad, and we talked about this in, in the uh, in the last stream. But if you take this magnetic pad and stick it to an iPhone 11 or a, a device that doesn't have MagSafe, you can then use this pad with that. So it's basically about giving your device or making your device MagSafe capable, but it still only charges it at seven and a half watts. So all of the charging is done here and the intelligence is done here opposed to it being uh, all built in together in that into the um, into the Qi charging brick. It's just something that I didn't it didn't make sense to me and I got it I'm like, "Well, why would I want this? Like why would anyone want this?" It's really about people who are stuck with their old phones and they are maybe not stuck but they don't want to upgrade or they haven't upgraded yet and they want to get take advantage of somewhat more advanced technology than what they have. Um, it's a really but, odd niche though. Like MagSafe isn't this incredible feature. It's just not. And it's it's going to be more important going forward, but for right now it's not like yeah, like stuff like that, the cases it's cool. Yeah. But like just the ability to stick a charger to the back of your phone is not what makes MagSafe amazing. Yeah. It's the cases that support it. It's kind of the accessories that support it. It's car mounts, things like that. That's what makes MagSafe cool. That's very specific to iPhone 12. So like this idea of like oh, getting a charger that's not really doing what Mag MagSafe does, but kind of, like, fools you, I guess, into thinking that doing yeah. what MagSafe does. Like, it's just, it's this weird, it's very strange. I, I actually liked the accessory when we looked at it uh, online last time we recorded, but, yeah, you're kind of making a good case that this is not necessarily worth it. Yeah, like, I would say, like, if, if you were like, oh, should I buy this? And then, you know, should I buy this for my iPhone, you know, 8, 8, 10, 11? Uh, I would tell you no, because... You save the money and, and buy MagSafe when you get the right phone, right? Because there's no point just get of buying a normal this. wireless charger. Yeah, if you I want mean, it that bad? Just get a normal wireless charger. I think the appeal is that um, that this cable is very long, and you whoops, and you can use it. It's not long when it's wrapped up like this, but the cable is very long, and you can use it um, when it's uh, plugged into you know a USB C charger. But like if you have an iPhone eight, an iPhone ten an iPhone 11, right? There's a very good chance you don't even have a USB-C charger. Like you would have to buy a USB-C charger, then buy this, then buy that little magnet attachment for your, for the iPhone or for the pad, for the yeah. pad, sorry, for your phone. Like right now you're in like $80. Just save yourself the money and the hassle and, you know, wait till you get a new phone. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's, I got an Anker wireless charger that was significantly less than that. I think my Anker charger was like 40 bucks and it's great. It's fine. I guess, so, the, I guess yeah. the only benefit of that is you could hold your phone and use it at the same time while it's wirelessly charging. But I don't like, when has that happened? I'm fine. Yeah, like if you see here, this is like really big. It's like the span of my arms. Mm -hmm. So it's at least six feet, right? I guess, right? Because your arms are as tall as you are. Is that how it works? Yeah, roughly speaking, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty long cable, but it's, like you said, it, this this base is kind of chunky. It's just weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just want to let you know that I got this. And I'm not happy about it. <laughs> it so. looks, besides that, you know, the flash drive attached to a cable at the end there, it's not bad looking, but yeah, it's just no. doesn't make functional. It functionally just makes sense. Yeah. I suspect that we're going to see a whole bunch of other products announced this coming week at CES. So CES starts Monday and this year it's all virtual um, for good reasons because there's a pandemic. Um, but we'll probably see a whole plethora of MagSafe or quote unquote MagSafe compatible um, cases, chargers and whatnot come out. Yeah. That's usually what we see. Uh, let's see here. Um, so the next thing we want to talk about is Fitness Plus, which has been out 
uh, for about three and a half weeks around at this point. And I'm going to tell you, I am completely surprised. I really like Fitness Plus a lot. Um, I don't think we're friends on uh, on fitness or activity, but do you know anyone who's using it or are you using it? Uh, so I have no excuse not to have been using it. I have 100% access to it. Um, <laughs> I would like to use it, but uh, at the same time, I haven't. Um, no, I do know uh, my mom has been using it, and she really likes it. Like, really, yeah. really likes it. Yeah. So what what is really cool is the integration between your uh, phone and the, uh, like, whatever device you're watching on, whether it's the uh, your iPhone, the iPad, or even the Apple TV, which is a great experience. And I think the trainers are great in the, in the variety of workouts that they have. But what I think is very, um, uh, very unique is that once I, or once you complete the workout, I get the notification ping on my watch saying, oh, hold and completed this workout. And you see the workout that they did. And it's like, yeah. oh, wow. And then you can actually do the, like, do the workout or get more information about the workout from your phone or your watch, which is really cool because it's kind of like a viral way of sharing the content. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. like you can just like I guess get looped into what they're doing there as uh, much more quickly. So I think that's a really cool experience. Um, you know, I think during this time for the next few months, paying ten dollars a month for it is not necessarily a bad deal when you figure that you probably can't go to the gym because you're on lockdown. Uh, yeah, I would I would even say if you're um, even if you are going to the gym, like uh, Lifetime is including it for free in their for their members, but. I would have no trouble uh, recommending it to someone to use because they have a wide variety of works out. The one thing that is weird, um, I'm not sure if, if you've noticed this with your mom's workouts or not, but you like um, it doesn't necessarily like learn from your previous workouts. Like at least I, I haven't seen that yet. Like it tells you like, oh, you just did a, a hit workout with Bakari, let's just say. But it doesn't say like, oh, Michael, you've done uh, runs before. Do you want to try this run? Like in terms of history with before Fitness Plus. That's the thing that I I don't like or I I can't see. And and I wish there was maybe an audio only guided version of either the bicycle rides, which maybe you do outside when it's nice outside or the runs or the walks. That would be cool, too. They, They don't have that at this point. Can you lock your phone and the audio will still play or does it just pause completely? Mm, You know what? I don't know. Oh, so if you're, uh, yeah, so you can lock your phone and it works. Um, but the okay. thing that you can't do is hold on. What was it now? Uh, you can't, oh gosh, that just escaped me. Um, oh, you can't do a workout without, uh, without the, sorry, you can do a workout without the watch, which seems kind of weird. Like you'd want it. You think that you'd have mm-hmm. to use the watch for, you know, heart rate tracking and all that stuff, but you, you don't have to, you can do a workout without the watch. I'm like, what's but you have the point? to have the watch to subscribe, don't you? I thought um, it like required. I Apple said. I thought I said required Apple Watch. I could be very wrong. I just I had assumed. No, maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken in in recalling how it is. But I thought you could you would be you could be able to do a workout without the watch. You know what? More to come on that. We'll have to follow up. <laughs> I don't remember this very well. Yeah, moment. I'm gonna look it up right now. I did just look up those. I was curious. Like, what is Peloton's? Because here. Here's one thing. I go to. Um, I'll, I'll talk about Peloton in a second. Apple Fitness Plus says a new fitness experience powered by Apple Watch. Yep. So it makes it so, like you need it. I thought it's got to be. So I'm just scrolling uh, through right now. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. I thought that you could possibly. Whoops! I thought you could possibly do the workout without the watch if you had the phone. Apple. This is so confusing right here. 
literally in one screen it says nine ninety nine a month. Fitness Plus is free for one month for Apple Watch owners, and then says right below that, buy an Apple Watch, get three months free. Yep. Does so every you... Apple Watch owner get one month of free? Fitness Plus? I'm. Oh, okay. that's what that's what I think it is. So if you have a current Apple Watch, like if you have a Series Three and above, and you haven't. Um, you know, you even bought a new one. You'll get one month free to check it out. But then, if you buy a new watch, you'll get three months free. Oh, okay, okay. And and I don't know if that's cumulative or if it's uh, uh, whatever the other one would be. I guess. <laughs> On that note, though, of like the pricing, ten dollars a month is watch. a really good deal. I was curious, like, what what's Peloton subscription? And on their site, it says for everything, the all access, which Fitness Plus is an all access. There's no tiers to it, so th- that's the equivalent. Yep. Uh, it's $40 a month for Peloton. You can get all of Apple One and save $10. You could get all of Apple One and then needlessly spend on the Apple Fitness Plus subscription and it would cost you the same as Peloton. Yeah. And that, that obviously doesn't include the cost of the bike. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too, yeah. God, considering how expensive their equipment is, you'd think it would just be built in. But obviously not. Oh, wow. So you know what's really cool? Hold on one second here. Let's see how we do this. So it does say Apple Fitness Plus requires Apple Watch Series 3 or later with Watch OS 7.2 or later and one of the following Apple devices, iPhone, iPad, Apple TV. Hmm, interesting. Hold on. Let's see this. Hmm. Um, where are you? Network. Share screen. Okay, so I think you, you should be seeing my screen sharing right now. So this yeah, is interesting here at the, uh, where are you? So if you're looking at the apple.com slash wash slash fitness, I think that's the path I went to, uh, Apple Fitness Plus, sorry. So here, you know, you get the try it free. This is everything you were just looking at. But here underneath equipment, they actually have um, these, like, you know, we saw it in the store previously, but it wasn't, I guess, the, this link or this path that were that I found here wasn't uh, wasn't showing it here. Where they have all of these different oh wow, they actually have my favorite stand there. Well, it looks like a oh, really that's nice awesome. stand. Oh, I have something similar to that yeah. for my phone. I know they made an that's iPad so cool. version. That's really nice looking. Yeah, that's uh that's the one I have on my desk right now. I love it. It's maybe just a little bit different. Uh where are you? Yeah. I bought this on Amazon. It, they have it in a host of different colors, but anyways, um let's go back here. Where'd you go? Share screen. Okay. Yeah, so now they have uh, dumbbells. Wow. They have a lot of other stuff, I guess, and it's not just stuff that they carry in their store. Hmm. Wow, $120 yoga mat. I'm in the wrong business. (laughs) (laughs) You can get one for five bucks or... Many, many, many times more than that. <laughs> wow. So you know what I think is, is actually very interesting, and I, and I thought about this. I don't think we've talked about it. This is really cool. I wonder how much this gym... Oh, it's only $4,400. Oh, it's <laughs> only that bad. Of course. It's only a $5,000 treadmill. Uh, so what I think would be really cool when it happens, because I, I absolutely see it happening, is you know how they do those fitness uh, challenges like January 1st? You do get through the... You know, you do workout every day for a week, and you get a special trophy. Um, or badge, like I think it's gonna be really cool when they start live streaming fitness events, 
uh, like live, like, like just like Peloton classes where you could do this live with a trainer or doing workouts with people live and allows you to go ahead and participate in group, uh, group fitness classes, more or less. I, I totally see Apple doing it because they absolutely dominate in the, um, in the media space right, right now. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's gonna be a lot of cool, uh, like imagine being able to walk into the gym and because you can use Apple fitness on any Apple TV, it doesn't have to be yours. You just link your watch to it by saying that you're, you know, by authenticating with your watch. Uh, imagine gyms having this functionality in their treadmills or not like gym kit because gym kit is really about your metrics, but just being able to log your workout with this, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. There's only a lot of places that they can go with this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a lot of room for innovation. Elevation Labs Go Stand. Just looking at this stand here. For some reason, I am like, uh, I'm very intrigued with iPhone stands and, I, and iPad stands. Uh, I'm going to pass on that. So uh, with that, I don't know about you, but I would, I mean, I would say at, at 10 bucks a month, it's definitely a, a very easy uh, way to get some exercise in. Absolutely. I tend to, I've been finding myself working out at night just here because of uh <laughs> because of uh coronavirus and how busy it is. Close that. Uh anything else that you want to add there, Holden? Uh no. Okay, cool. Get rid of you. Oops. Okay. Uh the last thing I wanted to talk through was, you know, um, we talked about this, a few, I think, say, several weeks ago, and I just happened to get the Backbone One as a Christmas gift from my parents, and plus my parents for asking me what, the, what to get me. Um, so this is a MFI, so made for iPhone game controller, and it is super cool. Like, I'm going to tell you that I really, really enjoy this. So this works with any, uh, I guess, any iPhone from the iPhone 6S on up. And it basically just plugs into your phone using the lightning port, which makes it very, um, you know, makes it's compatible with a whole host of devices. And you get this, uh, one second here. Close this, close that. And you get this, you know, nice 6.7 inch display to play games with this controller. So this is a ton of fun. And I think um, this, I think, really solidifies the idea, to me at least, that Apple is dead set on conquering gaming on the big screen because mm-hmm. this makes gaming so much fun. You know, I know you have a game controller for your phone. I have a game controller, but this, um, I think it's a little bit different when you have like your game controller attached to your phone or, you know, connected wirelessly to your phone. This it just right. adds so much. What do you, oh yeah. You have an Xbox one. Okay. I just have, a, I just have an Xbox. I just have like a little stand connected to it. Yeah, um, but that makes it more like a switch almost, which is actually more appealing. Yeah, and so the um, I'm I'm not as hardcore as a gamer as, as I think you are. But what's cool about this is that they have this social, um, uh, they have this rich, uh, um, sorry, rich status where you hit the dedicated app for the for the um, for Backbone, and then it opens up your most recently played apps. And like I think I, I we might talk about before, it supports PS Remote Play. It supports um, Xbox, what's it called? Xbox Game Pass? Game Pass, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Game Pass. It supports Stadia. uh, And you can play it with any of the games, obviously, that support controllers inside of the game store. So there's a really kind of, a, a, I think, a large breadth of games that are supported. And it's 
it's a lot of fun. That's how I would describe it. Um, hundred dollars. It's go ahead. So the app is the most appealing part of of that, and the fact that it even includes PS Remote Play, like that, it's just that's so seamless. Like, yeah, this is just this is functional because I already had a controller in the stand. Whoops, and the stand was like what. 15, 15 bucks or so. So this yep. is just like easy to get into, but that is the definitely the premium gaming experience on, on iOS. And I think those yeah. are going to get much more popular as uh, Game Pass um, and Stadia are able to get um, either into the App Store or use the web browser support. Like, I just think that's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. So do you remember uh, uh, us talking about being able to record video in on iOS and iPadOS? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so this supports that as well. So you could start you could do a uh, Oh, really? Yeah, so while you're playing a game, whoops. I'm just want to connect my PlayStation cuz it's going to take a minute. Like you could be playing um any game, right? It doesn't really matter. So you could do a screenshot right or do a recording. You're just clicking on and then you could do the recording and then you could edit the recording all inside the app. It's super cool. Like it's it's actually a great experience. I'd say that they absolutely nailed it. Now there's this other one, I say other one, this other game controller from Razer, who I think if you're not familiar with Razer, it's, I call them the RGB company. Um, but Ra- Razer, <laughs> uh, Razer totally is known. Yeah. yeah, totally. Uh, Razer is known for making, I, I would call, this is a Dell company, if I'm not mistaken, right? Dell owns Razer. They bought Razer. Do they? I didn't know that. I think they did. Um, so uh, Razer makes premium computers built for gaming isn't razor the yeah this is yeah this is razor this little reminds me of the sicilian yep, flag that's razor yeah yeah even though it's not the sicilian flag i know that for my fellow sicilians out there um uh so i haven't opened this yet because i actually just got it today but this looks like it's a good experience i don't know there's it, there doesn't pe- seem to be um any type of like rich status notifications for social or uh app integration though i, I can't confirm that because i haven't seen this yet um but I would tell you that a hundred bucks, this is, this is like the thing to get if you like gaming and the, the controls Holden are so awesome or not awesome, but they're, they're really responsive. They're not springy. Uh, and they've got a good feel to them. That's how I, I would describe them. It's, it's actually like, like an actual game controller. Like that's how it mm-hmm. feels. Like the people that made this are, they like gaming. Like you could tell that And like, it's not like with some of those third party game controllers where they don't function right. Um, that's what I would say. Sorry about that. It's small and compact. It doesn't. It doesn't include a case. Uh, that's probably the, maybe the one downside. And this seems very well. Like it's, it's 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 good. If you, I know you don't use a case, but if you wear if you use a case, wear a case. If you use a case, you have to take it out of the case. That's the one thing that I don't. I, I'm not necessarily a fan of because most people well, use cases and. They shouldn't. They should have had some sort of like flip or something like that, where like it makes the phone protrude out more if you have a case yeah you can recess it back in if you don't have a case something like that where it can adjust yeah like you probably can't see that from here but there's this lip uh no you can't see it anyways there's this lip along the top and actually along both sides that keeps the phone in right in the z direction so it won't fall forward it'll always sit flush and i guess that would be because of the depth that's needed for the the lightning uh uh, the lightning adapter. But I understand what you're saying. I think that would have been a good idea, but I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. It happens. Yeah. Do we, so it, um, Backbone 2. Yeah, right? 
uh, back, backbone too. It does support pass through charging. So just there's no pass through charging. Yeah, there's no battery in this whatsoever. So it supports this is uh, pass through charging and lightning audio. So if you have lightning headphones, it'll work here. And then there's a 3.5 millimeter jack here. So oh, wow. you get the, okay. you get the best of both worlds. Robust. Yeah, yeah, and this is a hundred dollars. It seems like it's a, you know, I don't want to compare against the razor because I haven't opened the razor. That wouldn't be fair. Um, you know, this is a hundred dollars. This is a hundred dollars, and they seem relatively the same. Uh, again, I don't know if this has. Um, I don't really say a whole lot here. Should no, not right. Um, so this, I think, this is pretty cool. Uh, something definitely to check out, <laughs> especially since you like playing games a lot. Um, what games oh, are you playing right now? Uh, I'm still deep in Animal Crossing. <laughs> are you? Can't stop with the Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, that's my game of the year last year. We um, we made our game of the year announcements on our gaming podcast, and so that was my game of the year. And I'm back into that. Um, I just dabbled again in Cyberpunk a little bit because I did a spoiler cast for that. But then I'm also playing Sackboy. Sackboy is really good. Yeah. So it's, uh, and it didn't sell well, which is a shame because it's like really it's a fantastic game. Yeah. So you're you're playing Cyberpunk on PS5? Yes. Yeah. In um do you th- so th- there's obviously a whole bunch of hubbub or hubbub around um the quality of the game. Yeah. Do you think that's justified or unjustified? Uh it is absolutely justified. I also think there's an element of dogpiling involved where it's like fun to make fun of Cyberpunk, so People yeah. will make kind of ridiculous claims that aren't true about it, but it is absolutely justified. I don't want to like say it's not justified. Okay. Um, me, also, me being on PS5, I haven't had as bad of an experience as many other people who are running it on PS4 because it's apparently a huge mess on the last gen consoles. But isn't the game made for or developed for last gen consoles? Like that you seems would, weird. Yeah. You in in all but practice, yes, it is made for and in in uh marketing and messaging, yes, it is made for PS4. In practice, it is uh absolutely uh having problems, really bad problems on PS4. Wow. So it uh, like on PS5 it runs an emulation, so it's not necessarily running natively, maybe the way to think about it. Um but maybe yeah, it's a function it's of unclocked. like the... I unclocked this in the right word, but like it runs fifteen frames per second on PS5 in some instances. Some people have been able to play it apparently just fine on PS4 and it's great. But like I've seen videos that are running 15 frames per second on PS4. But on PS5, it's like really solid 60 frames per second. So it feels smooth to me. But it still crashes all the time. And oh. yeah, I, I went through my crash logs and there was actually one hour where it crashed four times in one hour, which is just wow. so unacceptable. But yeah, the, I think the game is good enough for I'm that I'm able to look past that and still have a good time. But it's definitely frustrating. It still was. My analogy, it, it was a really well-seasoned piece of chicken that was taken out of the oven too soon, so it's mm. raw. doesn't matter how good the seasoning is for some people. That is raw chicken. Yeah, so. that's too bad. Hopefully it comes back to the store soon, because I like to play it whenever it comes out. I've been stuck playing... Yeah, well, uh, it's fixed. It's good. Not, not stuck. I don't want... It's probably the bad word. Um, <laughs> we we bought Red Dead Redemption on digital. We yes, I said, let's just do it, Laura. And... Mm. I'm playing um, GTA Five, and I'm also playing. Gosh, what was the other game? Oh, I, I got Watchdog Legion, which is so fun. That is so much, so much fun. Uh, with that, I've been playing that for a couple weeks now. Uh, having a blast. Yeah, I really wanted to play that one. I just I never have time to play so many of the games I want to play. But yeah. That was on that list for me. 
I just like the hacking part of it and being able to like hack stuff and all that. That just seems like yeah. Fun. That's what I do in Cyberpunk. That's what I like about Cyberpunk. It's hacking stuff. <laughs> so I was talking to um, my boss today, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, you know, I, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about our conversation that we had previously, and the way that he described to me, like the the the, um, the level of hacking that you can do in Cyberpunk is very similar to what you can do in Legion or Watch Dogs Legion." But he said that the difference is that you can't, um, where you can like recruit people for your gang or for your clan on Watch Dogs Legion, you don't have that level of, I guess, hacking or playability yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, I will check it out though. I like I like games like that, and I want to see Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't tell you anything uh, about that, but it's definitely interesting. Like, sp- okay. no spoilers. It's interesting when he comes up though. Okay, I can't wait. Cannot wait. Uh, let's see here. So the last thing we want to go ahead and talk through is an interesting Apple patent, and that is going to be on Apple's patent for adding wireless charging to their MacBook or MacBook Pros, maybe. Uh, let's see. This is a Verge article. They yeah they showed the um, the MacBook Pro in the patent. It's not a hundred percent clear, but it basically seems like it's. You can put your devices on top of your MacBook, and it just wirelessly charges them. So you can have your iPad, your phone, your Apple Watch on there, and it will just charge them. It's really cool sounding. Oh, man, I'm looking for this article, and I just saw the the article about getting two years of PlayStation Plus for fifty eight dollars. I'm like, son of a gun! I just Ooh, bought it. That's a good deal. I know. I wonder if I Is can they buy stack. Oh, they do stack. they really? Yeah. So if you get that, you'd actually have three years. Oh wow! Okay, then I'll have to get that. Uh, I'm looking for this article where you sent here the. Uh, where do you have the link handy? Yeah, I can try to find it. I just kind of wrote in the message just briefly what it was about. Um, everything on new app now. Found it. Oh, good. Um, yeah, it's a little. Some reason MSN pulled it up, but it's The Verge. That's strange. Um, the it's a little weird because it works both open and closed. Like if you close your laptop, you can stack them on top of your laptop, like where the Apple logo is. But also if it's open, so like next to the trackpad on either side, you could put an Apple Watch and an iPhone there. I don't yeah. think I would do the latter because it seems a little awkward to like type over a charging iPhone and Apple Watch on my like I guess the palm rest of the the laptop but on stacking on top of the closed computer makes a lot of sense to me i generally leave my stuff stacked up on my nightstand when i'm not following my own rule and not uh, bringing all my technology into my room with me (laughs) um but uh yeah it just seems like a really clever good idea whether it get implemented totally different story yeah so it's interesting in the fact that like you mentioned so they have both uh charging pucks or these wireless charging pucks inside of the laptop on the palm rest and in the trackpad, but also on the lid, I guess that would be the lid of the computer on the opposite side of the display. Like you would think that um, the magnet would cause some type of interference with the display, but they must be shielded somehow. That is actually very cool. But then like to your point, it relies or you don't rely on it, but you have to have your computer and everything else charging in the same space or in the same space to utilize this. Did, did we mm-hmm. talk about MagSafe? 
like the mag sorry not magsafe um the magsafe duo charger do you remember yeah we did okay like this seems cool because you can now then charge multiple devices what is actually really cool in the second diagram um you see the computer in the background and then the iPad is on top of it, and then the iPhone is on top of that, and then the watch is on top of that. Do you see that? It's on top of the phone, yeah. Like, they're all stacked on top of each other. I don't know how that would work. Wow, that is actually really interesting. Yeah, the, the benefit seems to be that, like, if you were traveling, for example, you'd only have to bring the charger for your MacBook Pro, and then everything else will just charge on top of your MacBook Pro. That's super convenient that's awesome yeah wow i i think we get hot though i can't imagine that an aluminum or just really just metal computer wouldn't get really really hot charging all of those devices simultaneously on top of its surface yeah i mean yeah so i guess the the question is how do they solve the heat problem right how do they dissipate Mm -hmm. the heat so it doesn't get doesn't cook your phone um, Which allegedly that was the problem with air power. It's yeah. just the the heat uh, was was an issue. Um, yeah, and I always like to put the caveat when talking about patents that like it just this doesn't mean it's going to happen anytime soon or ever. Or ever. sometimes companies patent things just to patent it, just so that they can you know hold on. To, basically, they can sue someone later on <laughs> if they figure yeah. it out. Um, but uh, it's still cool nonetheless. It's still something I I would like to see happen if they can figure out how to do it well. You know, there's this other one that was announced. It, there's been some limited, uh, some limited models being shipped to people, uh, but it's not out yet for public purchase. This is the Belkin three-in-one wireless charger, and it will allow you to go ahead and charge your iPhone, your Apple Watch, and your AirPods all using MagSafe, which is actually mm-hmm. very cool and, and it's somewhat stylish. Uh, you know, I guess depending on who you ask. Um, I think this is nice for 150 bucks. It looks. It would go well on your desk. Obviously, it doesn't give you the convenience of charging your Mac, but it looks like it's something that is um, could easily, uh, excuse me, it could easily take the place of something like MagSafe Duo, right? That's what you think is ugly mm-hmm. and costs too much money, or any of the other like third-party chargers from Nomad or like Anchor. They have a, a third-party charger. Mm-hmm. Like this is actually highly appealing to me. The one problem that I have with Belkin is that their wall adapters are usually god awful huge. Like they usually are like three inches thick and they sit sit yeah. so far away from the wall, you can't push your uh, furniture close to the wall. Um, that's the problems I've had in the past with Belkin. But it does look nice. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You finish your thought. I said, it does look nice. Hopefully when it comes out, it actually, uh, it's, you know, it looks nice and is, is functional. And that charger, that charging brick is not a, a monster. Yeah. I had... Uh, what was it? I think it was just called the Duo Charger from Belkin, where this is back when they just had USB, or not USB, um, Lightning. You just dock your phone Lightning, and then yeah. they had a very similar metal bar protruding so that you can put your Apple Watch on it as well. Didn't have the AirPods on there, though, which is nice. Um, I liked it, but it didn't hold up for me. I'm not sure if that was just a fluke with mine or if that was hmm. just how it is. Um, but I liked it a lot, and this just seems like the most refined version of that which is three devices and also get them black and the black looks really nice. Clean. It looks clean. Clean, clean, clean. clean. Yeah. Definitely something I would keep on my desk. Yeah. Wait, so do you leave all of your items like your, your, your phone and everything on your desk when you go to sleep? I try to, I try to just go upstairs with my Apple watch and then I'll 
like listen to a podcast or listen to music or something like that to kind of calm myself down at night. Mm-hmm. It's not distracting, and I keep myself downstairs. And this would be great for that kind of yeah. kind of setup. Is just leaving my um, well, I would probably just leave my phone down there, I guess. So this might be overkill for me actually. But um, regardless, I still like to charge my phone pretty regularly. Like you were kind of saying earlier, how like you have um, we were talking earlier about how like your uh, Battery's not a huge concern for you because you always yep. have things to charge your device. Like this would kind of be something I keep on my desk where it's like, oh, my Apple Watch is at 50%. Well, I'm just sitting at my desk right now, so I might as well just dock it on there. Um, AirPods, yeah. I always forget to charge these things because I just never think about it. Yep. So, like, you know, it, it would be nice to have, like, at my desk just like, oh, crap, I need to charge. Just dock it, put it there. And it's always nice having just one cable for a bunch of things. Yeah, it is. And the fact that I think that uh, this will charge all three devices uh, at MagSafe speeds of 15 watts is should be beneficial, right? You know, um, but this yeah, I, oh yeah, that's right, 15 watts. That's also a good thing. Right. Uh, this this uh, kind of all-in-one MacBook charger is pretty cool, but like you said. Who knows if we'll ever see this, right? Whether we'll see this in the light of day because it requires a lot of moving pieces. Not only do they have to solve the technology, but it has to go into a product that may or may not be refreshed you know, very often, right? Like mm-hmm. it has to go into, in, into a new, there has to be an iPad that supports wireless charging, which we know that there's not one right now. There's got, it has to go into a new MacBook, which depending on when they refresh MacBooks, they, you know, that could be a year. Um, mm-hmm. So. And actually, you bring up a good point with the iPad and bringing that up. How would wireless charging work in an iPad? Where, like, on an iPhone, there's a pretty specific spot. It's, like, basically right here by the Apple logo, right? Yeah. Where, like, it wireless charges from. On a iPad, you'd have to have so many contact points to make that work effectively. Yeah, like, in, in the diagram that they – or in the diagram that they provided, uh, the or the mock-up or whatever, however you want to describe it um, – it looks like there are two wireless contacts on the on the uh, deck of the lid or the lid deck for the laptop, and then also that there are those two contacts are making contact on the iPad in those same exact places, yeah. because they show that in both diagrams. So you'd have to have uh, at least you know at least those two places, uh, or at least one place, sorry, uh, where it would charge. Mm-hmm. And how I, I guess you know it's really hard to tell like. They actually show all the devices charging, you know, stacked on top of each other. How that works, I have no idea. <laughs> like or, one device, this one as well. They have it on the trackpad. I understand the left and the right of the trackpad. I still wouldn't do that because mm-hmm. it seems awkward. But on the trackpad seems very strange. How would you use your computer when it's open and you can't access the trackpad because your Apple Watch or iPhone is laying on top of it? That seems weird to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. The people that, you know, the people in the patent department or in the advanced technology department at Apple, they know their shit, but I have no idea how the, you know, what the, what the vision is for this one. <laughs> super, super strange. Huh. Yeah. Very, we'll very interesting. Happens. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Time will tell. Now the question is, it really would, so if you think about this, if you wanted to be all in on this, you'd have to buy a new laptop you would have to buy a new iPad, right? Uh, you you know you'd have to have an iPhone that supports wireless charging because hopefully it would support wireless charging, and you'd have to buy a new Apple Watch because the current Apple Watches don't support Qi charging. They support their their you know their special version of mm-hmm. uh, MagSafe charging. So you'd have to buy three new products at probably no small amount of money to get into this. So 
save up, man. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of money for people. Yeah, well, that's a good point, too, is when is Apple Watch going to go to Qi charging? Because at this point, it doesn't make sense to have your products on different wireless charging you know, uh, specifications. It's very anti... Not, I want to say anti-consumer. It's very un-Apple and not simple. Yeah. Like, oh, the wireless charging, but this one's different than that one. You can't do that. It doesn't. That doesn't make sense, especially if you want to do this patent right here and actually play it out for the for the sake of simplification of like SKUs. Like you have to support multiple SKUs with you know the way that it is today. Like, like I I don't know. Uh, I have not heard it. Uh, a what seems to be a rational explanation of why they support this special version of MagSafe charging on the Apple Watch. It, it doesn't make sense. Um, other, I guess the only thing that I could think of is that that was ready before they can get wireless charging on the iPhone, which would make sense. But you would think that somewhere they, they have to be able to close to be able to migrate away from what's on the Apple Watch today to get into the new version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like that products that product uh, pipeline should only be eighteen months to two years long before they have to start planning for it. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's kind of cool. Um, God, the heat would be so intense. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm just looking at it kind of, the gears are turning in my mind. Um, yeah, no worries. All good. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about today, Holden? You know, for the first uh, episode of 2021, I think that's good. Awesome. Holden, tell everyone where they can find you. Um, I am on Twitter at Holden Depardo. I'm also on a video game podcast called Respawn Aim Fire. Awesome. Holden, thank you very much for joining me today, and we will talk to you in the next one. Have a good one. Thanks.